This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. How I Got My Wife to Read Comics Episode 525 Can a comic book collector of over 30 years get his wife to read them? Will she let him keep them? Learn more in this podcast. Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. A trio of number ones along with a final issue for now. Bad and Cat's interlude concludes. Clark and Jimmy get a healthy dose of Silver Age. More heroes are dialed up. Naomi sends out an SOS to the world's finest. And even Jesus has doubts. All in the lightning round. This is how I got my wife to read comics for Sunday, September 29th, 2019. I'm Mark. And I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, you can go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. And you can subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Or call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Well, there were a lot of comics out in the past two weeks. So in order to cover them, we are activating the lightning round. Flash forward number one of six by Lobdell Booth, Raymond, and Guerrero. Wally's story from Heroes in Crisis continues using the Tempest Fusionaut character introduced in the now-canceled Sideways comic as a device to get him out of jail. This translates to some dark metal mumbo-jumbo and a crisis only Wally can fix. There's a prison visit by Linda Park, who may or may not understand she and Wally were married in pre-New 52 continuity, as well as a cameo by the Mobius chair and not Super Obama from Earth-23. The melange of concepts might work with a superior writer, which Labdell is not. It's more like throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Inferior 5, number 1 of 12 by Giffen, Lemire, Delecki, Hi-Fi, and Villarubia. A reboot of a 60s DC humor title, yes, those used to exist, with hapless heroes screwing things up. Keith Giffen and Jeff Lemire take us back to the days of the DC Invasion crossover written by Giffen and a topic we just covered in episode 520. We have people in the town that seem destroyed that may or may not be a prison, a Dominator reading an issue of Invasion, issue number 37, a conspiracy theory involving X's on buildings, and a bag-headed creature that keeps referencing three little kittens. Sounds like it will take all of the 11 additional issues to explain all of this. Giffen's strange, squishy artwork does seem to fit the story, though. Archie, 55, number one of five from Archie Comics by Wade, Augustine, Grummet, Smith, Whitmore, and Morelli. Based on the success of the Archie 41 story, this one will apparently tell the tale of Archie as a 50s rock star and, we assume, his eventual fall from grace via the trope of a later interview with a producer. Of course, Archie's a rebel playing that racket at a school dance, which results in his discovery by a local DJ. Veronica gets Daddy Lodge to bankroll him. Archie is literally taken to the wrong side of the tracks to hear black music, which he obsesses over. It does seem to be hitting all of the points of a rock and roll rags to riches story. I think the entry into World War II story of Archie 41 worked better. Black Hammer, Age of Doom, number 12, from Dark Horse by Lemire, Ormston, Stewart, and Klein. 
the final issue for now of Jeff Lemire's Ode to Superheroes. The group confronts Dragonfly, who has been hiding under the alias of a normal life. They have to stop Anti-God, and the only way appears to be to go back to the farm, taking themselves off the board again. But how would they accept it? Only if they all forget about the real world. Dragonfly at first refuses, saying she will lose her fictional family, but Abe explains that their team has always been her real family. Gale also refuses until Sherlock Frankenstein arrives, offering to go with her so they can be together. Lucy watches as they all enter the void, and things have moved on at the farm. Abe married the waitress. Mark has come out of the closet as in a relationship. Gale is hanging out with nerdy kid Sherlock, all's well that ends well, and is watched over by a fly, a dragonfly, that lands on Lucy's finger as she continues to protect Spiral City. Lemire then notes that a new miniseries will be coming out in December, and of course there's all those side projects to read. Lemire is a busy man. Yes. Batman number 79 by King, Man, and Maury. Bruce and Selina continue their vacation slash training and planning sessions, all of which feature a lot of skin. We finally learn the cause of confusion over their first meeting. They did meet on the street, but before they were Bat and Cat. Their first costume meeting did occur in Batman number one. After a quick warm-up, including a bodega holdup, they prepare to leave for Gotham. As expected, Alfred is not dead, and Damien's attack and capture was part of the plan. They stop a shipment of Venom being brought to Gotham by Magpie, sending a message to Bane. He's Batman. I'm Catwoman. We're the message. Now King has six more issues to wrap things up. Superman number 15 by Bendis, Rise, Prado, Albert, and Sinclair. The LSH realizes their time jump was a bit too early, and they arrived just as the United Planets were being formed. Oh well, it still gets the planetary reps to agree to it since they see that it does work in the future. Yeah, isn't that a little bit of a um, paradox there? It does seem like it, doesn't it? They offer a Legion membership to John, tell him to think about it, and head out. The rest of the issue is wrapping up the other storyline. Rogal Czar is in some sort of stasis, which I'm sure he will escape from when the plotline needs him. For his complicity in all of this, Jor-El is sent back in time and dropped off just as Krypton explodes, taking him back off the board. Zod decides the fight between the family should be over, and he and his clan go off to set up new Krypton. Next issue, the returns of the Super Sons, which should be interesting since John is now several years older than Damien. Unless maybe in the Batman comics, Damien gets older after being <laughs> captured by Bane somehow. Mm. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number three, by Fraction, Lieber, and Fairburn. Here's what happens in each mini storyline. Lex's ancestor is saved from hanging by Jimmy's ancestor, but is still tarred and feathered. Current Lex finds a time capsule from old Lex. We learn the astronaut was coerced into giving Jimmy the bad turtle serum. A human pincushion attacks his lawyer. A scientist saves Jimmy from death via super-dense gravity well, sacrificing himself. And Clark and Lois joke about it? Metamorpho helps Jimmy set up an assassination decoy, a clone of Jimmy, and that's how Jimmy is reported as dead. He then becomes the grave digger for his clone and takes the guise of Timmy Olsen. This is a wild ride. Dial H for Hero number 7 from Wonder Comics by Humphreys, Quinones, and Gibson. This interlude issue gives us a chance to meet some of the heroes created when Metropolis went all super. An out-of-shape gay man becomes surprise, only to find his partner has become a Thor-like hero interested in a threesome 
He then joins a superhero group dedicated to just hanging out. A girl whose mother died due to lack of proper medical care becomes Phantasma, getting revenge against the insurance man who turned them down. He is given compassion, so he is tortured by his actions. A girl whose aunt may have killed her mom becomes Lucy the Monster Hunter, only to find the aunt is even more powerful. And an always smiling, always helpful guardian angel pursued by futuristic detective Flamingo turns out to be somebody's dog. All were inspired by Super Miguel in some way. Next issue, the operator will tell us the tale of Mr. Thunderbolt. Action Comics number 1015 by Bendis, Kudransky, and Anderson. This entire issue is dedicated to formally introducing DC's newest hero, Naomi, into the mainstream DCU from the Wonder Comics line. Bendis, who created Naomi, does it in style as she finds Superman and asks for help, who brings in the Wonder Twins, also from Wonder Comics, and Batman, who does a surprisingly good job steering her through the new hero process. Ray Palmer drops by the Hall of Justice, Naomi is introduced to the multiverse map, and has a good breakfast. Then back to the main story, as an offered-up Red Cloud beats up Superman, perhaps Naomi's powers are the answer. Second Coming, number three from Ahoy Comics by Russell, Pace, Kirk, and Troy. Jesus and Sunstar are bowling as the superhero searches for potential supervillains via the paper looking for weird crimes. Turns out they need a lot of money for their schemes. A villain's cryptic ransom note leads to a teenager using the bathroom where they confront him. After Jesus tells him violence is not the answer, the kid is forcibly enrolled in community college. There's an interlude where Sunstar's aged mother has gone missing and is tracked down. His real problem, he can't afford her proper care. During all this, Jesus takes a walk and sees how he is represented. Jesus Christ Superstar, mega churches, and then winds up at a gay bar called Hail Mary's. Satan arrives to tempt Jesus, telling him that God didn't send him back to learn from Sunstar, but to see how the earth treated the Son of God with plans to wipe out humanity if anything bad happened to him. A scuffle with anti-gay crusaders quoting scripture. I don't know any Paul. I asked James to spread my word. I asked Peter to spread my word. I never even asked Paul to spread my jelly. Winds up with a beaten up Jesus in jail. I know that I'm late, but I told everyone I was coming back. So now that I'm here, why doesn't anyone believe me? Just a fascinating and thoughtful story. Well, before we get out of here, it's time to play America's Fastest Growing New Game Show. Guess who's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly? Maybe not. No, not this week. This week it's... No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Let's get a magazine that hasn't already shut down and stop. TV Guide! (laughs) Are you ready, Mark? Okay. I'm pushing the button. Yep. Okay, one person... No. And two people? No. Three? No. Four? No. Five? Yes. Okay. Are they all the cast of a show? Yes. Same show? Yes. Uh, is it a new show? Uh, yes. Is it a show on broadcast? Um, no. It's on cable then? Yes. Is it on pay cable? I believe so. Okay. Is it... Um, actually, oh. no. It's on streaming. It's on streaming. Okay. Yes. Is it genre related? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, is it is the is the streaming service an existing streaming service? Yes. Okay. Um, and is it a comedy? Um, I'm gonna just say it's a dramedy. It's a dramedy. Yes. Okay. 
and there's five people on the cover, and it's a dramedy. Is it from Netflix? Yes. Okay. Now, it's only five kajillion shows then. Um, let's see. A dramedy, but it's a new show. Yes. From Netflix. Yes. And hence, it's not something that won any awards because it hasn't been out yet. Yes. Okay. Um, I could give you several big hints, and you still wouldn't guess. <laughs> because I never heard of it till I saw it on the cover. Uh, let's see. Um is any of the uh, is there one like real main star of it? There are two real main stars. Two a man and a woman? No. Two men? No. Two women. Yes. Two women who are real really the main stars. And it's a dramedy. Is it set in current times? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, and it's not genre related. And if I tell you it's from Ryan Murphy, does that help? Not really. You um, have seven seconds left. <laughs> if I tell you one of the people created Goop, does that help you? Uh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow is one of them then. <laughs> yeah, and now you're out of time. <laughs> it's this show called The Politician with Gwyneth Paltrow and Jessica Lang. Huh. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> TV Guide, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Announcer bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.